You're listening to FO in the Know, a Fair Oaks community podcast in collaboration with the Fair Oaks Recreation and Parks District. My name's Darren Mounts, and this is your 2019 fall update. We have a lot going on. I have Mike Aho, the district administrator of the Fair Oaks Recreation and Parks District, and we're going to sort of go over quite a bit of stuff. Um, it's been a, it's been a little while since we did one of these. So I wanted to bring everybody up to speed. We have a ton that's happening in, uh, the village and old Fair Oaks, as well as many of the different parks, uh, and facilities that we have within, uh, Fair Oaks itself. Mike, how's it going? Hey, it's going great. Just, uh, excited to be here and excited to talk a little bit about these projects. Great. It's great to, great to have you back in. And, um, you know, just some of the stuff that's going on really quick, I wanted to touch on. Um, I mean, the village is literally in a true renaissance and it's super exciting to see. Yeah, it really is. You know, it's, it's fun to see things happening before we get our stuff ramped up and you can just kind of see that energy just kind of building and about just getting ready to explode into kind of this giant volcano. Yeah. Um, I've, I've spent the last couple of weekends down in the village and it's, it's a completely different vibe. Um, I know a lot of our uh, community members had, had seen the uh, article that actually one of my colleagues wrote, Judy Farah, for, Com- for Comstock's uh, magazine, which is a, a local business publication that I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with, but sort of highlighted what was going on with Shangri-La and what was going on with uh, the Brew Pub. And our, our good friend Gary was sort of the, the cover boy for that uh, for that article. So it was great to see him and great to see the uh, Brew Pub get some deserved love on that. Um, but there's a lot of other stuff going on. So I don't know, Mike, did you want to sort of touch on any of the community stuff? Or I can uh, sort of go over, I, I know you're involved or, or at least in the know with a lot of the things that are that are happening in the village itself that might not be related to the Parks and Rec District. But Yeah, you know, being a resident in the village and, yeah. and being right there in the heart of it, uh, you, you get to see that energy almost on a daily basis. Everything from the morning to the afternoon shoppers and the and the daily type of stuff and then into the evening which is really a starting to ramp itself up yeah and, and i'm excited because you know i get to go somewhere in the evening now yeah well you're you're literally walking distance from all that stuff and uh so that is super exciting to see i know there is a a, a new taqueria going in um, which is going to be uh, sort of, a, I, I think, more of like a street taco style um, place that's also going to have a, a bar and um, some craft beers. There uh, on the other side of that is a, a coffee and wine bar going in. Um, and of course, we're sort of talking about that. Uh, what, it, what would that be? The north west corner of the village proper there down by Shangri-La. So in that, in that facility where Runway Salon is. Um, fine golds, which was sort of a fixture in right in the heart of old Fair Oaks sold, um, the barbecue store sold and uh, I hear rumors of an organic grocery store potentially going in Whoa. there. Um, I know the uh, little building across from the brew pub sold and maybe you could talk a little bit more about that if you want to. Yeah, I could. Yeah, we did actually, uh, the park district did buy that building. And we bought it because it was the only inholding within the park, Village Plaza Park, and it stopped our connectivity. So, you know, sadly, we're going to take it down. But I guess in the in the positive of that is that we will have a much better park. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. 
And we're talking about that little strip of a building that uh, has a, it's right across from the brew pub in Old Fair Oaks, has a, a hair salon and a, and a barber. Actually, my barber is in there. <laughs> You're um, going to have to get yeah. your hair cut somewhere else. <laughs> well, yeah. They have a super cut, huh? <laughs> she's, she's retiring. Um, but uh, I thought it was a really nice gesture that the Parks District actually gave everybody in that place free rent for uh, for basically until I, th- I think it's about a year, right? Yeah, we until actually gave them free down. rent for a year. Yeah. yeah, so that'll that'll help them get moving uh, yeah. because it is hard to dislocate or relocate your business. Not yeah. dislocate, but you become yeah. very dislocated as you yeah. relocate. <laughs> well, I was, yeah, I was talking to uh, Tatiana who cuts my hair there, and she was very happy about that. And as I'm sure anybody would be, it was something I don't think that was expected. But a, a great touch, nonetheless. So kudos to the Parks and Rec District for uh, taking care of those tenants in that building. Um, other than that, yeah, I mean, the place is just hopping. But what, what we're here really to talk about mostly, and uh, you are the aficionado of uh, the Fair Oaks Recreation and Parks District uh, and, and Measure J, which uh, there's been a lot of us involved with Measure J, which... Um, is that $26 million general offering bond measure that got passed last November for Fair Oaks Recreation and Parks District. So, Mike, why don't you do us a favor and just sort of touch really quick on what Measure J is, and we'll sort of reset that just for people that might not be familiar with it. And then we'll sort of go into the different projects that are happening right now with uh, the measure and the new money. And I know we have one offering, uh, that, so we've already had some influx of funds and, and where that's going and, and how we're managing that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's almost been a year to the date uh, from the election. And so I was just, I was just contemplating that the other day going, my gosh, it's almost been a year now and we're finally really breaking ground on projects and just getting everything ready. But measure J is a general obligation bond. And what that is, is that's basically a tax that the voters vote for. Uh, and they say, Hey, we're going to pay, we want to pay X amount of dollars per hundred thousand of assessed value of our homes to support parks. We went on the ballot measure with a $26.9 million figure, which worked out to be $19 per hundred thousand dollars of assessed value. So about 60 bucks a year for the average home uh, here in fair Oaks. So the average property. So it's not per person, but it's for the, for the home. So it it was relatively affordable, but still large for a community of 31,000 people which is very unique in California for that small of a community to push out forward that much um, money for the public and for public infrastructure like what we did. So with that issuance or with that uh, approval from the, from the public, uh, we're able to do some projects. And the three big projects that we, the voters voted for were improvements to Village Plaza Park, the new ball fields or softball fields, and extended parking at Phoenix Park, and a new community center. Those are the three big projects. Now we have some smaller projects that we'll talk about today, I'm sure, and other things that are kind of fall into the into the language of the bond. But that's what it's all about. And it is a, a, a bond that the public will pay back. We will have three issuances of that. We have one now that's already done. And the issuance means that we've sold $8.4 million of those bonds and we'll sell two more of those in two year increments mm-hmm. uh, from the first sale. So between eight and 9 million um, will be the next issuance. And then we'll continue on for that the reason doing it that way is so the public, uh, the consumer doesn't have to pay the interest on the 26.9 million all at once. 
So it's a much better deal for the public that way. I appreciate it, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure most people do. <laughs> and one of the things we sort of touched on, I think, a little bit last time was, you know, why we needed this so badly in, in a town like Fair Oaks, which we don't have a lot of new tax base coming in. Um, it's, it's pretty much built out. Uh, there are a couple new uh, developments going in and we'll touch on those as well. Um, but we, we did accomplish something that was pretty special up and down the state. It was the only geo bond measure that actually got passed, um, that I, that I know of. Um, and I think we talked about this a little bit before as well. Um, but it, it overwhelmingly passed. Yeah, it was, it was an overwhelming, uh, support for 68.9% of yeah. the, of the vote, uh, for yes. And, you know, that was 71% of our registered voters that turned out for the election. That's, I, I don't know if there's a higher percentage of registered voters turning out in a, in an area like Fair Oaks. I, I I've never heard of that volume before. Yeah. It, it was amazing. It yeah. blew me away. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was, uh. I, I know we were watching that very intently, you know, because really the decision wasn't clear um, on election night and the way they count the different precincts within our town, even, um, you know, it, it was every few days we would get a little bit more information and then we finally locked it in. It was uh, an overwhelmingly uh, a big turnout and support from the community for this measure. So, uh the, it, it was just great to see. So uh, why don't we touch a little bit on what's going on as far as the projects that are involved um, or that are part of the measure and where we're actually spending some of this this first 8.4 million. Or is that, that was the number, right? 8.4 in that first yeah, about 8.4. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, why don't we touch on a little bit of where that where that stuff is actually being put to use? Yeah, well, you know, today I went out and I hung signs on cyclone fencing which was exciting to do. I, I could have had staff do it, but it was one of those things that I really felt that I wanted to do was to hang that first sign up that said, this is a Measure J project. And you know, there's nobody around when I'm hanging that sign, but I, I, just, I, felt, I just felt real proud to be employed by the residents of Fair Oaks. And so my, my it was, it, you know, as, as sad as it is and as sad as I can be, about it. It was kind of an emotional moment for me just to hang that sign. You know, yeah. It was a big deal. I bet. You know? It and, is a big deal. Yeah. And no, again, no one's around. I'm just kind of yeah. going, I'm going to put the sign up with zip ties. You yeah. know? <laughs> so anyway, the signs went up and it says Measure J Projects. And what it is, is we're doing our port in place, uh, playground surfacing, which is that mushy stuff under the slides yep. that keep kids from getting hurt. All of our, almost all of our PIPs, uh, port in place, were basically they weren't uh, good anymore because of time and they're expensive. So we were able to replace those. And so we started. And so those are being torn up right now. Uh, two playgrounds right now, Mont View and Fair Oaks Park are, are closed and they'll be back open in a couple of weeks. And then we'll migrate into the other parks and do those as well. But that's about a $400,000 project, which is, you know, it's almost half a million dollars. Yeah. yeah. And so, and we call that a minor project and that's, that's a pretty big deal. But it's, it's moving along. It's going gonna, it's gonna to wrap up the end of November. And within that project, which is kind of fun, we were able to get a grant uh, for some new playground equipment at Fair Oaks Park, or at Miller Park, excuse me, Miller Park. 
And that new playground equipment will go in before the, once we tear out the PIP over there and we put um, the play, new playground equipment in and then we'll put new, new surfacing in around that. So we'll be able to put some new playground equipment. Now that was a grant and we're matched up with that grant. We had to have a hundred percent match or a 50% match depending on how you want to state it. But if it's a $50,000 playground equipment, we had to put in $50,000. So we put in $50,000 into that mix, but that $50,000 came from the, the poured in place material. Mm -hmm. So we actually were going to do that. And so it was a beautiful match with and maximizing measure J money and giving the public a new yeah. amenity basically at no cost. Synchronicity. Yeah. So Absolutely. it worked out really well. So we're excited and we had fun picking the playground equipment. I wanted an in-ground trampoline yeah. and uh, I thought it would be really cool to have his in-ground trampoline and I was the only one that really bid on that one. Nobody else liked the idea, <laughs> but I could see kids putting up like a, like a, like a, a picnic table near it and then jumping off the picnic table onto the in-ground tramp and then going up in the air. <laughs> I, I could see a lot of different scenarios that might not, that might not turn out in the best. <laughs> Sounds like a great place for a college maybe. <laughs> well, I, I've seen some excellent, I mean, some of the new playground equipment, it sort of blows me away with some of the stuff they're putting into these parks. It seems like, uh, they're a little extreme, but Hey, that's, uh, you know, where that whole space is going and, and, you know, when we talk about our parks, you know, sort of the centerpiece for a lot of those parks. I mean, yes, we have a lot of different things with tennis courts and softball and all that kind of stuff. But as far as really introducing um, the community and people into the parks, it really starts with that playground and getting those kids in the parks when they're, you know, two, three, four, five years old. And that's where those uh, those play structures are uh, really, really a, a valued item and and a centerpiece for a lot of a lot of parks across the entire nation so that's that's great to hear that i didn't know about that that piece of it um so that's great great to hear yeah and you bring up a, a great point about playgrounds you know we we look at playgrounds we've looked at playgrounds for years it's for kids you know and and i really like to look at playgrounds like i mentioned that in-ground trampoline i mean how wonderful would that be for you know, someone who wants to work out or work on their balance or anything like that, maybe therapeutic yep. even. And so we're not talking kids anymore. Yeah. Now kids are still going to have a great time on it, but can we get some more multi-age involved in those playgrounds? Mm -hmm. And what we're going to do with our next project, which is Swallow Way, we're going to hopefully make that playground very similar to that concept where it's available for all ages. You're going to be five years old on it and you're going to be 80 years old on it. And you're going to be able to use that equipment. And potentially, you could use it the same time your grandchild's using it. That's yeah, great. Grandchild. And that's what we really want. You know, that, that, that fully engagement mm -hmm. in, in playgrounds. Now, we're still going to have some young kid elements. But, sure. where, you know, you're not going to get a, an adult in a toddler swing. Yeah. But, but what if you had a swing set that was available for all ages? That, yeah, I could see myself doing something like that. <laughs> exactly. If there's a trampoline at the other end, I could jump off of the swing and yeah, hit the trampoline. Exactly. <laughs> but that's what happened to Swallow Way. And it, we got part of that, that grant I mentioned earlier for Miller Park. Um, it was actually a $186,000 grant. Mm -hmm. And so the rest of that grant, that uh, the fifty will go into Miller Park and the hundred and thirty will go over to uh, Swallow Way. So we are going to be a national demonstration playground. That's super exciting that and, is very exciting and just to reset that quickly um swallow way is in curry downs and maybe you could hit a little bit more about you know what it is the size of it and, and sort of the scope of what's what 
what's going in there. Yeah, it's called a pocket park, I and mean, that's the size of it. It's a, basically it's two lots in a neighborhood, mm-hmm. um, butted up against Hazel Avenue. But there's a sound wall between Hazel Avenue and the playground, so mm-hmm. you're you're not really on Hazel Avenue. Uh, it was donated to us by the County of Sacramento after they redid the Hazel the, after they did the Hazel widening project, and we struggled with what to do with it uh, for a while. And as a matter of fact, staff initially did not recommend uh, taking the land from the county, and the board. Uh, said no we want it and so staff then went back and said okay now how do we make this really work and so we worked hard to with the neighborhood and the community to find out what could happen and so we really went after it with that with that mindset of how to make something that's so unique that it really it it serves the neighborhood but it also serves the community and and really gives us so that's how it all came about and now that we've got some money we've got a grant for it we're, we're going to be a national demonstration site we're going to, you know, drop uh, probably close to half a million dollars uh, and a little bit more with that grant, and then also with another grant that we're getting for that park. We're getting another about another hundred and seventy-five thousand in grant money for that park, and it'll be an interesting park because it'll have that kind of playground equipment where we're going to talk all all ages and all generations in it, and we're going to have sustainable landscaping. So it won't be your standard park with, with green grass, you know, and garbage cans and benches and, you know, the, the green and red plastic slides. It's going to be something else. Uh, and I hope we're successful. And the people that we applied grants for believes we will be too. That's great. And, and what's the completion date uh, estimated at at this point? We're starting March of this year on that. Yeah. Or next year, excuse me, March of next year. And we'll be done in about nine months after that, as long as everything goes right and the weather holds up. Yeah, it's a fairly quick build out. Yeah. So. Um, great. Awesome. Um, so moving along, uh, one of the main focuses of the measure J money is Plaza park village (laughs) park, um, which is if people aren't familiar with those park names, uh, which I wouldn't expect that everybody is, uh, those are the two parks that are right in old fair Oaks. Um, one, uh, village park is the, the, park where you might be familiar with seeing the Thursday night concerts. And then the Plaza park is sort of on the other side of almost like I would say the commerce side of the village where you have the, you know, uh, the, uh, the brew pub on the, uh, the South end and, you know, Shangri-La off to, um, you know, sort of the Northeast end and then Stockman and, and sort of surrounding that whole area. Um, so maybe you could talk a little bit about the master plan that's going on there that, that we've been talking about a lot lately. Yeah. The, the board actually has approved the concept plan. That was the, the big next step that we were waiting for. And so with that concept plan approved, we're now able to go into construction documents, the concept behind the park and the park that we're working on for village Plaza park, the amphitheater, uh, the clubhouse and all the other ancillary buildings, including the removal of the salon mm-hmm. building, as we had talked about earlier, those are all part of this process to make this one cohesive park. Yeah. And the concept is to turn it into an art district. And that would include, you know, the comedy and the comedy under the stars, the concerts in the park that you mentioned, uh, the tribute bands. You've probably been to maybe the Beatles or the Journey. Or, Absolutely. Yeah, those are just crazy types of uh, fun events. And then also the theater uh, mm-hmm. that we actually have going on uh, in there in the park. And incorporating all of that into just one cohesive unit and not, not taking them over, not park district taking them over, but coordinating all of those and wrapping our arms around them and really making them part of our community as a single unit and supporting the arts. 
that's it right there. And it kind of in a nutshell of what's going to happen. Uh, it, it is a, a huge project that has a lot of moving parts. And so we actually delayed this one a little bit because we're waiting on $5.9 million in grants on that one. And that's the prop 68. That's money. the prop 68. Money. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's going to primarily go into the theater. Um, so we're kind of holding back a little bit until we hear on prop 68, which is going to be in December, maybe January, depending on how the state moves on it. But that's good because uh, we want, we don't want to double plan right now. We started off double planning and we realized, gosh, this is crazy. We're going to drop probably extra $10,000. Let's hold back a bit and let's just wait till we hear from prop 68. We're still going forward with a lot of things. For an example, tomorrow we're going into the salon. You know, to do the hazardous materials evaluation to see if we have anything in there that we have to be concerned yeah. about. You know, and it could be just asbestos tile, you know, but it's not going to be a big deal, I'm sure. Um, but so we're doing those things. We've done all utility locations and stuff, but we're doing a bunch of things prior to, you know, getting ready for construction documents um, and for actually all the projects. But uh, it, that project should launch June of next year, no matter what. So if we get the grant or if we don't get the grant, we're going to launch June of next year. And uh, that'll be about a year-long closure. Mm -hmm. That's a that's a substantial closure for for this village. Absolutely. I, I mean, that will yeah, that will be felt for sure. Yeah. Uh, real quick, will you just touch on what Prop sixty eight is? Uh, yeah, Prop sixty eight is a statewide ballot measure that was mm -hmm. passed, I believe, in two thousand and seventeen by the voters of California. So it's statewide, and mm -hmm. it is really a park enhancement. And so all the park departments and the districts uh, from around the state have an opportunity to apply for funds to improve their park system. And so we went after it as well. There's other components of it, which we'll, we'll, we'll talk about a little bit um, later maybe, but those different components are not as competitive as this first round. This first round is incredibly competitive. I've heard from people all over the state that have applications in. When I first put it, when we first put in our application, I was like, oh, yeah, we got a pretty good chance of this. And then I started hearing things. I'm going, oh, my gosh, everybody, everybody put in an app. There's got to be yeah. $10 billion for the $26 million that's available. Yeah. And hearing what I'm hearing out there, it's crazy. But anyway, the, the state, as the, the voters approved that through a statewide bond measure. Uh, and that's where that money came from. Yeah. And, and so, and, and there's some stipulations on that, like things that, that, uh, they have to be within a certain yeah. sphere. I mean, I know we can't, I mean, that most of this money is going for the theater, correct? Yeah, it is. And what you have is you actually have two major elements that you have to qualify under for this component of Prop 68. One is what's called park poor. So mm -hmm. if you have less than, I'm going to get the number, I, I, it might be eight acres per resident of a half a mile if you're under yeah. that, you're park poor. We have 4.3 acres per res per resident yep. or per hundred, I think it's a thousand residents, per thousand residents uh, within a half a mile. So we're park poor in that area. Now, the other component, major component is income. And you had to be below $58,000 a year household income within that half mile radius. Yeah. We did not qualify for that. So we lost our points there. But we made them up, hopefully. We made our points up in our process as we went forward because our process was pretty uh, dynamic as we were going forward. We knew we were losing points on the low income, so we went after every single possible point we could. Yeah. Yeah. We even sent candy bars to the people who are going to review 
the application, hey, whatever it takes. <laughs> yeah. If you don't ask, you will not receive. So no matter how competitive it is, you got to put your, uh, put your your head in the ring. So, yeah. um, awesome. Great. That that's awesome information. Um, some of the other things that we have going on, um, you know, you know, once we actually won over the bond and, and, and the bond or the, the measure J passed, I mean, there was other things that had to be instituted. And one of those is a bond oversight, um, to make sure that those monies are being spent responsibly and sort of the bottom line comes from, you know, the, uh, the board of directors really on, on what that is. And there's a lot of different things that it, it, it the money can be spent on a lot of different things that it can't be spent on. Um, and so the bond oversight committee sort of, you know, it's just an additional layer to make sure that all those things are being spent in, in the way that they were intended to be spent, um, which is good. And I'm, I'm happy I sit on that bond oversight committee and I'm happy to be part of that. So it's, uh, it's just extending my involvement with this whole thing, which I think is just great for the community. Um, other, other fun things we have going on. Um, you want to talk a little bit about what we got going on in Miller Park? Yeah, we got some, we got some great things going on at Miller Park, and I'm probably going to turn more to you on that yeah. because you're the you're the expert in that arena. But uh, what we've got going right now is that we're building a disc golf course, and I do have to thank you for all of your effort and energy in making that uh, a reality. It really was driven by you, yeah. and your your disc golf loving friends, yeah, and one of my staff, my park superintendent, my park manager, uh, he's a disc golfer, but I think you guys have drawn him in a little tighter now. Yeah. And, uh, he's a little busy now (laughs) playing disc golf. Yeah. Well, (laughs) Sean is a great guy and a lot of this wouldn't have happened without his enthusiasm. Um, this is something that we, you know, the disc golf course is something that we sat down. I remember having a discussion at lunch probably, well, over a year ago before measure J and, and all that stuff even got going. Um, and, and I just, I, I love, I love playing regular golf. Um, I, I play a lot of golf with clients for work. Um, but the one thing about regular golf is it, you know, takes up so much time Time, yeah. and, um, it's not even really that much of a money thing, although it is very expensive to play regular golf. Um, but it really, for myself being a, a, a you know, an executive uh, working in, in, in the corporate environment, I just don't have time to do that, even though I, you know, I enjoy doing it. And disc golf is, is sort of fills that void. I can go out and I can play 18 holes in an hour and a half. Um, it's low impact. It's fun. You still have to strategize and, and you know, sort of play the course uh, very similar to the way you would play ball golf. Um, so uh, it, it's something that I started playing more and more over the last couple of years. And I just, I, I truly enjoy it. And I think that um, you know, we're going to be able to get kids out there four five, six years old, and you're going to be able to have seniors out there that are in their seventies and eighties that can go out and, and walk the park and get a mile or two of exercise in and, and have fun. So, yeah, it was interesting. I was in a, a workshop for San Juan school district a couple of weeks ago, and I, I was sitting at a table at that workshop and none, I didn't know this, but I was with, what's the elementary school right next to Miller park? Uh, early get early get. I was with a bunch of staff from Earl Aguette, and we ended up get we ended up talking about the disc golf course there, and one of those folks was the principal, another was the PE teacher, mm-hmm. and they were ecstatic. To Is that know. Eric Johnson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, they were ecstatic to know that this golf this disc golf course was going in right next door to them. Yeah, and so I think we've got a great group of folks right next door 
that are going to become hopefully our next future generation of disc golfers. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's part of the plan is, is to get San Juan unified in, involved and get the kids involved. Um, my daughter just started as a freshman over at Bella Vista and she comes to me, uh, probably, I don't know, the second week of school this year. And she goes, dad, she goes, do you know what, what my first three weeks of, of PE are? And I'm like, I have no idea what and she goes, disc golf. And I was just like, very happy. <laughs> Uh, that, that those kids are getting out there doing that. And they're actually teaching this, this, uh, this sport that is, is one of the fastest growing sports in the United States and Europe. I think there's over 500 courses, um, going in a year, uh, across the United States. And it's just one of those things that the barrier of entry is very low. Uh, you can go get a, a used Frisbee for less than $10 and uh, like I said before, I mean, you can go out there and have fun with the family and, and you know, get a, a round of nine or 18 in 45 minutes or an hour and a half. Um, you, you know, and you bring up an excellent point about disc golf, because we, here's, here's what I think about disc golf. When you look at disc golf, you mentioned this, you can have a family out there. You can have someone as young as four or five years old who is what we'd look at as from a professional disc golfer as a really bad player. Yeah. But this young child is having the time of their life. And you can have a great player, a world-class player, playing with them at the same time. Absolutely. Try that in any other sport. Yeah. Touche. I mean, definitely. Uh, and, and I think it's, it's important to note that, that most disc golf courses are free to play. Um, and it's, uh, you know, Miller Park will be no different. It's going to be a free course. And uh, we, we really hope that this is going to... Um, get a lot of our community members and the people that live around the area um, out visiting Miller Park. And I think uh, some of the feedback I've seen, I saw a couple of posts from Fair Oaks Recreation and Parks. In fact, there I think there was one today. And uh, the feedback has been overwhelmingly positive. And the first post, I, saw, I don't know how many comments are on that post now, but there was 40 or 50 and everybody was just super excited. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to have to deal with the parking after this is done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's a good problem to have, that's right? A good problem, it's, it's, yeah. it's better. It's better as a parks district to actually have people out there and enjoying the park right. versus driving by and having like one or two cars and, yeah. and you know nobody using your facilities. So, um, very exciting. Um, and what today is uh, October 29th. Uh, I think we're looking at a grand opening around um, Veterans Day. Uh, a soft opening. We won't be doing the grand opening likely until the spring. Um, so there you have it, disc golf in Fair Oaks, and hopefully more to come on that. Uh, another thing that my neighbor actually is putting together, uh, Tom Beauchamp from uh, Monster Design Inc. is launching a new local magazine for the area called the weekender magazine so i know there's a mural going in over across from where fair oaks elementary school is uh, sort of directly across the way that's going to be up very shortly but this is going to be a local community-based magazine i think it's something that is it's going to be done very professionally tom is a uh, is an excellent illustrator artist writer um, so I'm excited to see, and I know you're, you, you're a little bit of aware of what's going on with that as well. Yeah. We're excited for that to happen because, you know, as we develop that village plaza park and we start engaging and activating that park, you know, we look forward to having the weekender as a partner in there. Yeah. Yeah. So exciting things happening there. Um, 
other things we can quickly touch on. Uh, I was out at a community outreach meeting that you were running as well as uh, this is the one out at, at Phoenix Field, Mike. What was this two weeks ago? Right. But maybe you can touch on that. I mean, we had a huge turnout for that. We, you know, we for Phoenix, we were I, I, we were concerned about the community input, but I didn't think we'd have um, a lot of controversy around it because. Mm-hmm. We're doing baseball fields, softball fields, girls' yep. softball fields, and we're expanding parking, which the neighbors really want. And so we felt very comfortable with the level that we are bringing forward of this project. And when we brought it forward and we started doing the outreach, you know, I thought, well, gosh, we'll get maybe five or six folks, you know, into the meeting and they'll say, hey, good job. You know, it's going to be great for parking and, you're, you know, we're going to have some baseball fields. That's wonderful. And so I thought, yeah, we're, we're right on target with all that. Everything's going to be fine. Well, when I walked into that room and as it started filling up, you know, I, we were kind of guessing, staff was guessing how many people would show up and I guessed 15. Yeah. There was, I don't know, 60, 50 people there. Oh, probably. 50 or 60 yeah. at least. I, I was, there was no place for me to sit. I, I showed up about 10 minutes late Yeah, and I was just standing in the back, just uh, in amazement of how many people were there and, and how interested and engaged these people were. Yeah, and this wasn't this wasn't the pitchfork and tar and feather type of crowd. No, not at all. They were very supportive yes. of the project. They came in in support of the project, and they actually came in with even not just support, but great ideas to add additional elements around the project. So that, to me, as I've done a lot of these outreaches, a lot of times you come in to these outreaches and all this thing going on, and this was not at all like that. Very solid with with the community input and then again with their ideas of what could be additional attributes into that, into that plan. And we incorporated most of those in on the redesign and we're going to have another meeting tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? Tomorrow night. Yeah. It's tomorrow night, the 30th um, at six o'clock in village hall in Fair Oaks. And now that's just the stakeholders. That's the baseball players, the soccer players, the gardeners, the dog park people, all of those types of folks. But the general public is also invited to that. But what we want from those stakeholders at 6 o'clock tomorrow night is for them to tell us specifically what they need. That's different than the generals like, hey, we want 150 parking spots or we want, you know, more shade trees. What they're going to tell us is, hey, we want our storage for our bases right here. We want shade over these bleachers, you know, so they're going to come in and tell us those types of things. And we're excited to get that kind of input from them. So hopefully um, that'll go over very well uh, tomorrow night. And if it's any indication of what happened, the first outreach, we'll have a ton of folks. And then it's hitting the, the uh, right after that on Tuesday, the, the first Tuesday of November, the 5th. Is that the right to the day? The first Tuesday of November. Um, anyway, that's at the bond oversight committee meeting. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that is that Tuesday the 5th. Yeah. yeah. And so that'll be a, a time when the Bond Oversight Committee will hear about the project and be able to provide their input mm-hmm. as well as for the public again to give additional input yeah. prior to the board meeting on November the third month, the third Wednesday, November the, 20, yeah. the 20th. And one of the things I think we, we really want to encourage with a lot of this, I mean, with, with all of it, really, I mean, this is a process, this is a public process. And um, I would love to see more people show up to the bond oversight committee meetings yeah. and to these stakeholder meetings, because in, in actuality, I mean, this is the community's 
property and the parks. And I mean, it, it belongs to their the, money. It, exactly. It's <laughs> exactly. their money. It belongs to them. Yeah. Um, you're, you're heading up the, the institution, which is the, uh, Fair Oaks Recreation and Parks District and the board of directors and, and they're overseeing everything. But at the end of the day, it, this is all done to better the community right. and, and to make these facilities better and more useful and more applicable to the different types of activities that, that are popular today. So, uh, I, I, and I know you, you, um, second the sediment. I mean, we would love to, to have no love, nothing more to have a packed house where we're actually scrambling to get more chairs, but that would be great. <laughs> um, usually that's not the case. No, I mean, no. the, that, that last uh, meeting at Phoenix field was really, really nice to see the amount of involvement. You had the head of the little league there. You had the head of soccer, you had representation from the softball players, the, the gardening, uh, the dog park folks, uh, and then it, it, as well as a lot of the residents yeah. that live in and around that park. Um, and one of the things that comes up in our community in, in no matter what project we're working on, whether it's Plaza village park, Phoenix field, not so much Miller park at this point, but I mean, parking is the one thing that really comes up <laughs> uh, time and time again. And, and I know what it was there, 126 new spots or something like that. No, going it's into closer Phoenix to park? 200. I think it's 197. Yeah. Yeah. And, and anybody that frequents out there that's had a kid play soccer or baseball or little league, um, knows what the parking situation is like, as well as the residents and the, you know, they, they don't like it, uh, when there's overflow and people are parking in front of their house and blocking their driveway. So those are trying, those are all things we're trying to solve with, with this master plan and redesign out there. So good stuff. Uh, and, and last but not least, I guess we can touch a little bit about, we, you know, we talked about the, um, there's not a lot of, uh, new construction going on. There's not a lot of new tax base coming in, but one of the, the, probably the last large developments in Fair Oaks, which is gum ranch. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I think there's 350 when it's all built out. Yeah. Somewhere right around there. Yeah, exactly. Going in there. But, um, maybe you could speak a little bit about the, um, the property that is being, uh, I guess, annexed by the recreation and parks district for, for an additional park for our community. Yeah. You know, the, the county helped us pass an impact fee, uh, an impact for, for new homes. So when a new home gets built, the park district gets X amount of dollars per each new home. So we can afford to provide those services to the new residents. And that's really what the money's for. So we're able to, you know, to create new facilities or expand our facilities for it. Gum Ranch, what we did and the board did actually was instead of taking that money, they told the developer to give us a park. Mm-hmm. And that's a great move because a developer can move much faster than government. A private, sure. a, anybody private can move way faster than government. Almost anything can move faster than government, including glaciers. Now, yeah. Sprint compared to the government. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, <laughs> the, um, so, so they, what they did is they said, hey, developer, build us a park and work with staff and then ultimately the board to design this park. And so we've been working with them and their design team, the developer and their design team on this park, Gum Ranch Park. And it's exciting because it's, well, I mean, it's our money, but it's actually their money that we're spending sure. now. So it's kind of unique type of thing. And we're going to get much, a much better park for the money because the developer is able to do it and doesn't have all the government expenses that we would have. So they'll t- give us a turnkey park, one that's ready to be played in. 
when it's all done. That's supposed to be at the end of next summer when we get that park. That park, uh, right now, we're looking at some additional land, and there's going to be about 12 acres. Yeah. So it's a substantial size It's a nice park. piece of property. That's a great piece of property. Now, it's not all flat and ball fields. Yeah. So that 12 acres, this is a unique piece. We've got a creek in there. Mm-hmm. We've got some habitat areas. You know, we've got some areas that we can't use because of because it's basically uh, storm water, you know, stormwater retention type of stuff. But we do have areas that we are using, and it's about four acres of, of developable land. Uh, for a park. Mm-hmm. Now, the rest of it, when I say developable, it can have a trail through it. It can have trees and it can have all those other types of things, but it's not going to have a piece of playground equipment. That other part that's developable will have playground equipment. We're also going to put a splash pad in there, and that'll be the first splash pad in Fair Oaks. Now, a splash pad is you know a flat area with basically play sprinklers coming up sure. you know where kids can run through and stuff like that it's going to be small yeah. because it's not that big but it will be something that'll be very unique for fair oaks we don't have yeah. anything like that and it, it'll be a great attribute we'll have some exercise equipment in there we'll have interconnected pathways we'll be connecting the pathways for commuting even and for neighborhood walking and for loops and so it'll be real exciting to kind of put this all together and and still retain some of that natural and historic environment that that the gum family had had there around their pumpkin uh, farm i believe it was a pumpkin it was before my time but yeah i, I think, think uh, if i was reading uh, i was reading a post actually from our uh, our good friend ralph carhart uh, <laughs> a history he, guru. Know, he is our history <laughs> guru in in fair oaks he uh, runs the uh, historical society and he is uh, an aficionado on everything vintage and he had he had um, mentioned a little history on Gum Ranch, and I think it was originally like a dry wheat farm yeah. mm-hmm. that turned into a pumpkin farm that then was then was leased to uh, to probably what most people f- are most familiar with today would have been the the strawberry patch where you could go and, and buy uh, fresh strawberries during the summer. Um, but when he I guess he passed away a few years ago, and um, and the property was sold, so now we have uh, a good development. And I think uh, what I hopefully will will turn out to be a, a, again one of the jewels of Fair Oaks as far as the parks go, because it is a unique piece of property. There's a lot of mature oaks. There's a really nice creek that winds through there, and uh, I think any um, any uh, any boy can uh, can uh, reminisce on on how fun it is to uh, play in a creek when you're that age. So <laughs> right. <laughs> a lot of cool things going on with that. But and, and it's super exciting. So um, and the design of the park itself is 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 really something that that we don't have in any of the other parks right now in Fair Oaks. So it's 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 gonna be it's gonna stand out. It's gonna be cool. So it's exciting yeah. stuff. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It it, it is going to be a, a fun park. We like I said, we are able to work with the designers. Uh, it's a little different because we don't have that community input because you know there's no neighbors there yet. Yeah, and so we have to kind of work with what we believe the neighbors will want. And we still work within the public as a whole, but um, realistically it, it is done via the board, the staff, and then the uh, landscape architect. Yep. Absolutely. Very exciting. Mike, thank you again. Um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap things up. We've been, we've been rambling along here for uh, a little over 42 minutes. So, uh, but a, a lot of great information, and I, I think a lot of needed uh, updates and on what's going on. A lot of excitement going on. I, I 
born and raised in Fair Oaks. I'm 47 years old and, you know, spent my entire adult life here and, and never ha- can I remember a time that's, that's more exciting than right now with the, the new restaurants and the new bars and the new, uh, you know, all the new different things that are going on with the village. And then, you know, not even to mention the refresh of all of our parks and facilities, which is just, again, just such a great thing for the community. So thank you so much for, for stopping by, um, for this sort of, I, I guess, a fall update for the FO in the No podcast. And, you know, hopefully we'll start doing these a little bit more regularly. Uh, my summer got away from me a little bit, but um, I'm definitely uh, settled a little bit more in and, and getting excited to do some more of these and, and talk about some different aspects of what's going on with the community. So thanks again, Mike. And, um, if you're interested on, uh, you know, please, please share this podcast. If you're listening to this and, uh, share it on your social media feeds that you can find the podcast and, you know, all your normal areas we're on, um, we're on Apple podcasts, we're on Google, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Um, so we would love to spread the word and get the community more involved, uh, and what's going on with, with Measure J in the Parks District and, and see more people out at some of these meetings that we have because there's a whole process of this stuff and, and how we make the decisions and how, how they make the decisions on w- what we're going to do and what we're not going to do. We would love as much input as, as possible. So, again, thanks, thanks for listening, and we'll, uh, we'll catch you soon.